0: This episode is being brought to you by Crawford's Barbecue, makers of quality barbecue products for pitmasters and kings of the cul-de-sac alike. Check them out at Crawford'sBBQ.com. Today's show comes from July 7th, 2015. Greg pays a visit to Dan Ulladal, Chops Power Injector, and Ben Lang from Lang Smokers. Let's get right to it. Here are the best moments from July 7th, 2015.
1: Please help me welcome Ben Lang to the show, first time. Ben, how are you, bud?
2: Greg, I'm doing fantastic. Looking forward to talking to you all day. Excited that you called.
1: Uh, You know, I always like to get a little bit of history on folks when they show up here to the show for the first time. So, I mean, obviously, you're a revered pit maker, very successful. Everybody knows Lang Smokers, whether you're just a backyard guy like me or whether you're on the competition trail. Proven in many different industries, facets, niches, whatever you want to call but growing up, like, were you a guy that was like a family thing and you were always around barbecue? Uh, is this something that you just kind of caught a passion for a little bit later in life? How does it come about for you?
2: Well, barbecue is a way of life, you know, in, in, in most of the country. And, and, and in fresh cooked food, um, the cookers, um, it goes way back. Granddaddy, you know, ran a smokehouse and, you know, fed folks out of a back of a wagon, smoked meats and things like that, and had 3,000 hogs when he died. He uh, was quite the woodsman and, uh, and provided a lot of smoked meats to a lot of folks. So it goes way back. Um, personally, we saw a need to, 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 to build a better mousetrap, something that actually sizzled and seared the food like it was supposed to, something that actually was easy to clean up. Um, it was indestructible. Um, that would do what it was sp- supposed to do and not talk back, and uh, that's what we set out to do and and it stayed after it all these years with the, with the smoker cookers.
1: Do you remember the very first pit that kind of you know rolled off the line as it were?
2: Well yeah, I sure all of them I remember, <laughs> and most of the customers, thank God but uh no um the uh, the first pit was was born to cook for um, um, a cousin's wedding. Uh, large crowds, cook whole hogs, and and feed feed the folks, and uh, it did a fantastic job. And so much so that you know, if anybody needed any cooking done, they come to Bar the Pit. And uh, it, we found out pretty quick that if you you didn't use the pit, you didn't get the same snappy results that that you got with anything else. You know, you just didn't find it. And uh, so, seeing how well it worked, set out to build a product line out of a tried and true design.
1: Uh, ben, one of the things that uh, I guess is uh, most associated with your cookers, aside from the consistency, is that reverse flow. Uh, is that something that you had seen before? Or is that something you kind of came up with uh, originally? How no, did that it, come about? It,
2: the original the original cooker was the same basic design that got nickname reverse flow along the way. Um, you know, it it's 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 the basic concept of all the best of everything rolled into one. And and it, and it did what it was supposed to. And uh, along the way, they found that the heat drew under and back, and the nickname reverse flow got thrown at it. But but in our cooker, it's always been fat searing on a griddle and your ability to clean it up when you get done, just like the first burger I ever flipped at 15 in McDonald's.
1: You were a McDonald's it guy? Was
2: on, oh, yeah, 15 years old. And you right. had to be 18 to work there. Yeah. That's
1: my guy the, right there. It, it been
2: burgers on a real grill when it was really fried, and there were real potatoes coming through the mat, through the um, through the potato system.
1: And there was probably real fat in the uh, fryers too, right?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything was real, even the milkshakes.
1: Yeah, there you go. Um, all right, Ben. So, in regards to the, to, and I guess for the people that don't uh, conceptualize what I'm talking about on reverse flow, when you typically look at a an offset pit you have the, the smokestack would be on the opposite side of the firebox, but for you, the stack is uh, same side as the firebox, correct?
2: Exactly. A lot of people, when they first look at it, they go, how in the world can that thing work? You got smokestack and firebox on the same end. And and it's like a good, any good book you've never read, you got to look into it first and, and you find out, oh, well, wait a minute. The heat draws under itself and under a baffle and over a baffle to get out. And the baffle is a griddle and you got fat sizzling and searing. It's a, uh, by design that our stuff works so good. It's not by accident. It's actually by design. It's a it's a fat sizzling searing machine. Always has been. Um, a lot of people imitate reverse flows. They've been doing it for years because it's such a good system. Um, but you know, one lying barbecue smoker.
1: All right, Ben. You said the term "fat sizzling searing machine," and for yeah, man. for for barbecue folks, I mean, I guess you don't inherently think of fat-sizzling searing machine and a barbecue... In a LANG you
2: do, if you speak LANG you do, you ask a customer. Anybody that knows what a LANG does knows it's fat sizzling and searing. The folks that don't get it are cooking in foil and got pans and they don't have fat (laughs) searing on the griddle. And the fat sizzling and searing on the griddle is the magic. That's why the flavor is so good in the LANG smoker cooker. And the fact that the user can clean the thing up in 15 minutes when it gets done cooking. So he gets the same snappy results next use. And that's when you think friends think you reinvented fire because it gets that good, the food. And you ask anybody who speaks slang, they'll tell you the same thing. That thing cooks.
1: Ben, talk to me about, you, you talk about the griddle. Is that something that, that is a synonymous term with tuning plate or is that something completely different?
2: Nah, nah, tuning plates in there to try to tune some heat or do something with the heat. If the machine's built correctly, it's going to take care of the heat. It's going to take care of doing what you need it to. It's going to cook if the thing's built correctly. It's not going to need a tuning plate, you know. Some people will say, my machine's already got a tuning plate in it. Yeah, I got it built (laughs) so it's tuned. you darn right. Every model's built that way, so they dance with the customer and cook like they're supposed to, you know. Um, by design, it's a better system.
1: Ben, how how many did you have? Did you have the concept perfected by the time you brought it all ready to market, ready to go into business and sell, or have you refined processes you know over the lifespan?
2: Well, the basic concept has always been there since the beginning, and and it's it's one product, a smoker cooker barbecue grill, and it's. I don't know what we got now, 35, 40 models? I got no idea. Wow! I'd have to sit and count them off of one product, and they're still making hit records in terms of, you know, kicking out new products off of it daily, you know. And that's not including the grill line that we got. That's just in the smoker cookers, you know. Uh,
1: ben, as you start to grow Lang smoker cookers, the fat sizzling and uh, searing machine, uh, do you – Initially just start trying to sell it all yourself or do you immediately realize that you know this is something you're going to have to set up a, a distribution style network in to, to really get it out there?
2: Well you know we've, we've for 27 years now factory direct wholesale type situation you know um, our our next next move in the near future is some licensing agreements with with uh, with our brand and uh, and move into the next level with it. And uh, you know, hopefully, folks will find it more convenient to get one. Won't have to wait three to four weeks to get it be coming to a, to, a, to a to somewhere near you type thing. You know, uh, so 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 good, some good things could happen there where folks wouldn't have to worry about oh, I got to spend five hundred bucks to get it freighted to me. You know, when I buy it from the plant.
1: Let's talk quickly about you know building. Uh, I guess one of the. uh potential uh hurdles to overcome if you've never dealt with live fire if you've never built a fire to fire a cooker uh you know do you have any kind of basic setups to you know get that fire going and and then being able to maintain it for sure yeah
2: Yeah, for sure dry split wood becomes your best friend if you're gonna cook with it um it's it's dry and split it'll it'll burn hot and clean anytime you need it to um good competition lump charcoal works fantastically and, and gives you good flavor but uh, you burn your dry split wood, it's, it's in your DNA and culture to know how to build a fire. It's just there, I promise you. Your grandma built one and grandpa built one to raise the family and cook. You know, uh, you go far enough back, everybody cooked with wood. So it's in our culture, so it's nothing to worry about. And once you figure that out, it's like, oh man, where's this been all my life?
1: Do you have a, a preference when he, when it comes to the traditional... Uh, ribs and the the brisket and the pork butts. Do you do you like to stay a little bit lower, or do you not mind? Well, cooking My a little bit?
2: preference is low and slow for sure. I've always been an advocate of that. But there are times where you know, like a BFW has got to cook thousands of ribs. They can't do that. They got to cook them in an hour and a half. So they got to crank them at four and a quarter and turn them every fifteen minutes in the big honking char grills. You know that that we run a run, but. You can cook low and slow and get great results in a smoker cooker, and you can do it in an offset in a, in a uh, charcoal grill even. You know, you can get great results offset and doing the smoking. It's not hard to do. Anybody that's, that's scared of trying it, they just need to get the tool and get after it. They will never regret it. We figure barbecue is all about making memories, and if, if our cooker's in the mix, we're happy guys.
0: To put in your request for a future show, please contact John Solberg via email at john j o n at com. Before we get into the second segment today, let me take a minute to tell you about Crawford's Barbecue Pit Spritz. It's all natural and gluten-free. It keeps your meat super moist during the cooking process. It also adds a sweet peach taste to all of your barbecue. It's great on all meats and does exceptionally well with pork. All you need to do is screw the included trigger sprayer onto the 16-ounce bottle, and you're ready to go. Crawford's Pit Spritz also works great as a wrapping liquid to help you bring those ribs and butts home. To get all the details on Crawford's Pit Spritz, head over to Crawford'sBBQ.com.
1: We race to the hotline and welcome newest sponsor to the Barbecue Central Show... Dan Ulidal, the creator of CHOP's Power Injection System. Dan, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, Greg. How are you doing? Absolutely fabulous, Dan. Appreciate you making time for the show tonight. More importantly, appreciate you jumping on board with the show. I mean... Oh, Yeah certainly means a tremendous amount to me that somebody finds uh even a, a monicum of value to the show uh let alone uh, somebody that's uh, willing to pony up and uh, and get behind it as you did so uh, dan before we get into the chops power injector system uh, maybe a little background about you i mean are you somebody that, that likes to barbecue or are you uh, competing or did you just kind of see a a niche or or need that need to be filled
3: well i uh i am a competitor i have a competition team with my wife, uh, Sarah. We've been competing for four years now. Uh, we go out by the name of Chop Uh My nickname <laughs> was Chop in my past uh, um, hobbies, I guess. I used to race my airplanes and things like that. So I've uh-huh. always been a relatively competitive person, but I wanted something that uh, the whole family could do. So we got into uh, competitive barbecue and we knew right from the first couple of contests that uh we really enjoyed uh, working together and uh preparing all this stuff and at our second contest, we won a uh, third place in poor, kind of like seventy teams and like 12th overall, I think, and we we were hooked from there and that's kind of how this whole uh whole thing started.
1: Is that like the best and the worst years. thing to to happen to a, a guy that's just getting into competition barbecue? Is you know the the first time out or the second time out, you get that call and you are like, yeah, man, let's get into it now.
3: Oh yeah, the the best or the the worst thing or depends on what, if you are looking at your bank account or not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, um, you have to you have to spend a little bit of money to get into it, but you know once you are into it and you start figuring things out, you figure out ways to save some money. Uh, get some sponsors, or come with, come up with something that um, you, you see a need, like I did, um, and that helps. You know, I'm, I'm not out there begging for sponsorships anymore. I, I'm self supportive for the most part. I do. I'll, I'll cook for to make a little extra money, but mainly it's 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 all about uh, chops and injectors and and how they um, kind of taken the world by storm, I guess, especially making it, making it on the show, on Tipmasters, uh the sales really increased. Uh,
1: Dan Ulidal joining me here on the show, the creator of CHOP's Power Injector System. So, I mean, obviously as a competitor, you, you are injecting and you just became, uh, you know, bored or it was a tedious process and you're just looking to kind of to speed it up?
3: Yeah, the kind of how the story goes is um, by our third contest, we're injecting with, uh, butchers products and we mix it up and we have a single needle syringe and we're mixing, we're, we're sucking it out of, uh, a red solo cup on the table. And I think I was letting my wife take care of the injecting this day. And she goes to pull the syringe. She looks at me and says, it's too hard to pull. She pulls a little harder. The stopper comes off. She kicks the, uh, $5 of injection across the table Uh-oh. and we didn't bring any extra with us. So, I mean, it, we did that. We did some catering and the the, the the cheap syringes were breaking all the time. And I needed something that, you know, you okay a 200 person wedding. That's a lot of draws on a, on a single needle syringe of, of any type. So I needed something with some capacity and with some speed. So it wasn't taking an hour or two to inject. So that's how the chops idea was born, was was researching and trying to find a way to make things faster.
1: So how do you go from, you know, great idea? I mean, obviously, you know, it's something, you know, along the lines of a, you know, there's a guy I know that makes these things called meat rakes. And instead of like the plastic thing, I mean, these things are like, you know, meta, they could probably double as like karate weapons. I mean, they're crazy, but they're super efficient. So how do you go from... Idea to starting to kind of prove out products and then and then bringing it into market like what kind of a, a time frame is that
3: um, it's usually it takes about a year to to do it legally um, to get some protections in in, in order uh, you know you start with the idea of the concept the prototypes um, I, I went through a couple different prototypes um, The very first one I made worked but it was ugly. So I had to come up with a, a way to make that manifold on the on the front of it um, easy to make so I could make them myself to save the money to be able to make several of them at a time. Um, I started with $20. I went out, I found a couple of garden sprayers um, that were the right size, small and, and compact, because I knew I wasn't going to be mixing up gallons and gallons of injection at first. Um, and I went out there, prototyped, I found some ideas that worked. I researched these different bottle companies. Um, and within the first year i had found a company that made a bottle for me injecting that was already food approved. So I was able to get on with them. Um, I still make, I still assemble every single one of the injectors that come out. Really? Um, oh yeah, because the amount of money it takes to go up to the next step of having a company that just makes them for you is to me, it's still astronomical. You know, you're talking tens of thousands of dollars. So I still do it with a smaller overhead so that I don't have to raise prices up any higher than they are already. Um, and you know, going back to the original question, you go from the prototypes, you make it work, then you test it. I tested mine for, almost an entire year before I got a hold of a, a patent lawyer. Once the patent paperwork was filed, I can now call it uh, patent pending and I can start selling them with the protections that if somebody copies that idea, I can, I can have some recourse against them. Then you have to figure out how to get it into the market. And I started with it, just putting it on a website and not selling a single one for a month. And then I put them on Amazon and then Amazon, I started selling one or two and then I just started hitting Facebook and hitting Twitter and people started seeing it. And then I got on a radio show um, with a friend of mine um, down in Tennessee and he showed it off. Well, then a couple more were coming in. And then then we started getting into being out there, getting some traction and finally, last year
1: it made it on pitmasters and it blew up so, I mean, so what kind of a what what kind of a ramp up do you see from the you know those first couple you know times you know getting on the on amazon and you know kind of not getting anywhere originally and then seeing the the pitmasters said i mean what kind of a spike is that for you i mean are you making money at that point or you you break even or like what's your
3: um it took around a year before i started getting to a point where I could start paying back the, the uh, original very small loan, um, to get the patent. You know, it took a, it took a solid year for me because I am doing it on such a, a scale that I don't have a ton of money invested. Now I do have lots more invested now, but it's all because it, it's kind of like flip the house. I sold 10 injectors, so now I buy 25 injectors. I sold those 25 injectors, I bought, you know, 75 injectors. So it's, I've really tried to pour the money that is made right back into the company, and then it gets to, Mm -hmm. you know, then you get to expand the line a little bit. You know, I expanded into the electric model. I, I knew for a year I could make that one, but I didn't have the money or the, the person to really test it where I could see it all the time. If I need to go look at it right now, I can drive down the street and look at it, make sure it's working like it's supposed to. So, uh, uh, the chef here in town was shooting at, at the beginning. He was even a half gallon he was shooting 20 briskets. Now he's shooting uh, up to a hundred briskets a day mm. with my injector. And I, he needed something that could do that faster. So I, I, I designed the electric one around his needs and now, people that have the electric one think it's the best thing they ever, they've ever bought. And it's really cool. It's really fast. It's just a, you know, for the restaurant world, they're looking to increase the bottom line and save the time. And they get to do that. Plus, they get to make a better product.
0: And there it is from July 7th, 2015. Do me a favor head over to CrawfordsBBQ.com. Check out their all natural, gluten free pit spritz. Until next time on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less, I am your host, John Solberg. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.